This episode is brought to you by Alderaan Resorts. Whether it's the beautiful sights of the cloud-shaped falls or the trails of the Istabith Rainforest, Alderaan Resorts has a relaxing yet adventurous vacation for you and your family. Alderaan Resorts. Come for the nature. Stay for the shiny light shows. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? And well, you should not. For my ally is this podcast. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. This podcast surrounds us and binds us. Luminous listeners are we. Not of other crude media. You must... Feel the podcast around you, everywhere, here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the headphones and your ears. Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of Voice of the Rebellion. I'm Mark. And I'm Gabe. And let's get on to today's news. All right. So, uh, it was revealed what the different ending was to Rogue One. Yeah, they talked to the uh, scriptwriter for the original ending, and uh, initially, Jin Urso and Cassian, who apparently had a different name at that point, uh, they were supposed to survive. They actually took the data plans off the planet. There was a, uh, like a rebel ship that came and picked them up and carried them off the planet. Yeah. I am so glad they did not do that. Yeah. Because for me personally, I just cared so little about the characters anyways. To see them, like, have a happy ending wouldn't do anything for me. Like, I don't know. I, see, I really I really did like them. And I, mean, I have, liked them. I just didn't feel anything for them. See, I did. And I, but I really liked the fact that you basically were... They were sitting there and holding each other with no hope left and yet all of the hope. Yeah, it was a really that was a really good, yeah. good tender. It was scene. just such a touching. It was ending. like, and it wasn't even like it, it didn't end with them like kissing on the beach. Right, it wasn't. It was them just yeah. It was, it was just them just like, embracing each other and waiting yeah. for the world to end. It's like yes, this is our end, but like we did it. Yeah, like, and and the tragedy was that they have no idea whether or not and, they were going to succeed. And it's so end. much more impactful for a new hope that yeah. way. Like if you're watching a new hope and you're like, oh well, at least they lived. Like. Yeah. No, like, these no. are the stakes. Nobody lived. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it was also revealed that that um, that Vader scene at the very end, like, almost didn't make the cut. Yeah. I'm also glad that was in it, because, again, it shows the stakes. Yeah, like, exactly. This is the Empire. They don't F around. Yeah. What also shows you the balls on Leia when... When she brings, <laughs> he he drags her in front of him, and yeah. she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I was just hanging out with my friends yeah. on our way to this one planet. So I don't know what you're talking about." He's yeah. like, "I literally saw you. I saw your ship escape into hyperspace. Yeah. yeah, I saw it happen with my and, own two eyes." And it makes his anger in the beginning of that film like makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he doesn't mess around. Yeah, like, he's like he. Darth Vader in that scene is like Jake Tapper. When you see like Jake Tapper in the beginning of any of his episodes on CNN, where he's like, "Listen, here's the facts. Here's what's going on, and it's absurd that anybody's saying otherwise." Yeah. And he just sort of goes <laughs> off. That's what Darth Vader's like. He's like, "You are part of the Rebel yeah. Alliance and a traitor. Yeah. Why are we even talking about this?" Yeah. 
and like the hunting for the plants and the droids on Tatooine, like just yeah. all the effort he's trying to make. He's like, like no, we he's have- like, like you slipped through my fingers. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm really glad how the final film ended up. Apparently, yeah. it ended up with like just all kinds of edits and continual re- rewrites, and they ended up going back and it's, doing refilming and stuff. It's amazing. It's as good as it is considering that because usually yeah. when that happens, it's a mess. But what it, like, what it was was that the film was kind of a mess, and they were able to go back in and go, okay, what do we need to do to fix this? Yeah. And the great thing is they were given time to do that. Like you look at the 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 lead time that they've been given on all these films. Mm-hmm. Episode. Eight is basically done. Being, yeah, it's like they're they're just putting in like the final graphics and it's going to be ready to go. Right. And what that allows is if they have to change anything, yeah, they can tweak it. They have enough time right now that apparently um, Carrie Fisher was supposed to play a really big role in Episode Nine. I would assume have to do with like the redemption of her son or something like that. Yeah. Um, but instead, they have all this time that they can actually go in and make all these changes that they want to. Yeah. Yeah, like, the original release date was supposed to be this May, mm-hmm. and yeah. they pushed it back six months, because they're like, no, we want to do this right. Mm-hmm. So. so, and Rogue One finished um, about, like, eight months before it was yeah. released as well. Yeah, it's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Uh, so, one of the other pieces of news, it's, I guess, kind of news. Well, it, it changes the canon. Um, so, if you have not seen... The most recent episode of Star Wars Rebels, where Obi-Wan and Darth Maul have their confrontation. Uh, skip ahead five minutes. Um, yeah. We'll try and make this brief. Because um, that's what we're going to talk about, and we're going to spoil what happens. Yeah. Um, so, starting now. Okay. So, in Star Wars Rebels, uh, they officially changed the canon with Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. Um, Darth Maul and Obi-Wan have their final confrontation on Tatooine, and it only lasts... A minute. Yeah. So there's been this whole build-up with Darth Maul in um, Rebels, where he's sort of taken on Ezra as an apprentice, whether or not Ezra actually wants to be his apprentice. Yes. He's just like, you're my apprentice now, you're going to do what I say. Um, and he's been hunting for Obi-Wan. And like we said in a previous episode, he had this vision where he realized that that he was supposed to go to this planet with the twin sons, which he had been yeah. to before, back in episode one. Yeah. So and, this was him finally confronting him. And so to give context to this confrontation, they've had this huge cat and mouse game um, in the Clone Wars cartoon series, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, like, Darth Maul, like, kills the woman that Obi-Wan loves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, and, and so I'm glad to see that they finally had a final confrontation because that was kind of a thread that yeah. loose. Well, so, Darth Maul, I, I always found to be profoundly uninteresting, whereas everybody liked him. Like, he was cool-looking, yeah. but all he was was basically Sidious's attack dog. Yeah. And by the Clone Wars and then Rebels ended up establishing him to be an actual interesting character. Yeah. The, now he was, like, sort of adrift from the Sith, and, I and think it's, just sort of on his I own. think it's the voice actor who really does it for me. Which I believe like, is Sam Witwer, who is oh, yeah. um, the voice of the Emperor in all the... Um, yeah cartoons and then he's also the um the apprentice he's star killer in the force unleashed and video games he played doomsday on smallville did he yes oh he was also um <laughs> he was also crashed down on Battlestar galactic that's where i first saw him now yeah. he was pretty good in that uh, anyways so um there's been gripes 
that the confrontation only lasts a minute because literally yeah. Darth Maul swings his blade like two times at Obi-Wan and then Obi-Wan just slices him in half and it's done. Yeah. And Darth Maul lays in his arms and he's, and Darth Maul's like, are you here like protecting the chosen one? Yeah. And, and Obi-Wan's like, yep. And, and then Darth Maul says, Maul. You, he'll be our, my, our vengeance. He will, um, he will avenge, avenge us, us because yeah. Darth Maul's got a beef with Palpatine too. Yeah. So he's like, he's going to avenge both of us. It's actually kind of sad because... It's actually kind of touching, yeah. But yeah, like, I think Obi-Wan has always had this pity for Darth Maul. Like, yeah. He pretty much says it, that Darth Maul cannot escape his suffering and that he can't escape that moment of Obi-Wan cutting him in half the yeah. first time. Um, yeah. So... You're going to get some PTSD from getting chopped in half. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, here's why... Two reasons why I think that it was actually perfect. Yeah. One is Obi-Wan has been meditating in the force on Tatooine for a long time mm. now, it wouldn't make sense that he would end the duel instantly, especially because, um, Darth Maul, basically he's on to him that he's there to protect somebody. So he's like, okay, I better buck up and let's get this business done because yeah. I cannot let him go any further. And so he, he just ends it quickly. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, this is my second reason in a way he could have always ended it quickly, but because of that pity for Maul, uh, he's always let the lightsaber duels last longer than they should have. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, I think that, like, I, it makes me see the Clone Wars cartoon a bit differently. Like, Obi-Wan, yeah, he could have tried harder and, and ended it, but I, I think that because of that uh, compassion and empathy... Um, he was always holding back. Yeah. And in, this in time way, he was like, no, I can't hold it back Yeah, anymore. and this time he's protecting someone. He's got to get done. Yeah. Well, in there was a uh, comic book called Star Wars Visionaries, which was um, basically non-official stories, um, and it actually had the duel between Obi Wan and Darth Maul. Um, this is before the Clone Wars had come out, so he yeah. had Maul had big gigantic robot legs, mm-hmm. and um, Luke was I think a toddler or something like that, and Darth Maul showed up at the farmstead, and Obi Wan comes out and fights him. And there's this big old duel and everything. And um, it was really, really cool. And it was I, it was gorgeously... I think the entire thing was gorgeously painted. Um, and so it was kind of cool to see them incorporate that somewhat yeah. into the canon by having this, it, yeah. this confrontation actually happen which on they've, Tatooine. Which they've been doing this whole time. They've been incorporating elements of, like, Legends canon. Yeah. Into, yeah. So... And I think right about now is where we're hitting that five-minute mark yeah. where we told people to come on back. Okay, come back. Come back now. Come back. Welcome back. <laughs> okay. Okay, so today's topic. Should the Jedi have participated in the Clone Wars? So, Mark, what I want to do to open up the discussion is I'm yep. just going to ask you a list of questions. Kind of and, I'm gonna, questions. and I'm going to remember every single one yep. in order yep. and then answer them. Yes. Without actually giving them the context for what the question asked yes. was. I'm confusing everybody. Okay, let's do okay. it. Okay. Uh, so, first off. Okay. Yes. Why is it that the Jedi who believe in balance and interconnectedness with all living things become generals in a war that sees the loss of so much life? Were mm. the Jedi helpful in the Clone Wars or were they hurtful? Does the fact that they were unwitting pawns in the Emperor's Ascension mean they shouldn't have fought in the Clone Wars? Or is there still a just cause to fight in the Clone Wars that is wholly consistent with the Jedi Code? 
So there's a lot to unpack. So I just wanted to get your reaction okay. to that kind of those questions. Yeah. So, a couple of things. Um, right off the bat, you were asking um, if they believe in the balance and interconnectedness. Then they became generals that saw so much loss of life. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing is that the Jedi they knew that there was this Count Count Dooku who was part of it, mm-hmm. which they knew to be a Sith. So, uh, as far as... Uh, Ki-Adi Mundi says right off the bat, he's a political idealist, not a murderer. There are some Jedi who don't believe. Yeah, there are some. Yeah, wrong. that's true. Um, but well, my point was that basically the rest of the galaxy has no idea that there's Sith. And even if they did know it, mm-hmm. as far as they're concerned, this is just a bunch of yeah. space wizards getting angry at another well, space wizard that they aren't quite... When the, okay, when the Clone um, Wars started, they for sure knew that there was Sith behind it because they had met Count Dooku. So yes, your, yeah. your point, yes, your point. So, the, Je- the, so okay. the Jedi know this, okay. but that doesn't mean the rest of the galaxy knows. Okay. So the Jedi didn't really have a real justification for getting into the war, I don't believe. I think that... They only did it because they knew the Sith were behind it? Yes, I think that was their main reason. Because the Separatists... It's different, this this whole, and really the Clone Wars could also be called the first Galactic Civil War, because then the... Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Clone Wars, um, an interesting thing about them is that the Jedi were using clones, which is mm-hmm. a generation of more life in yeah. the galaxy, that they are then sending into war to get killed. Who mm-hmm. are they fighting against? Robots. The Separatists were actually much more humane, and in fact, that was addressed yeah. in uh, the Dark Disciple novel, which is considered part of canon, where Count Dooku points out, we were using droids. We, yeah. we were not willing to send our own people out into the galaxy to be killed, and it's different than our own civil war that was about slavery, in that you had, um, that there wasn't anything that really seemed, from the outside... It was bad about the separatists. Yeah, and they were just saying they wanted independence, right? And and so it, there shouldn't be a reason why they shouldn't be allowed to, because they just simply wanted to be able to govern themselves. So okay, but you saying okay that basically all of that, um, the fact that the Sith were behind it, or why the Jedi went in, mm-hmm. and it's not like the separatists seemed inherently evil. Yeah. But because they knew the Sith were there, that's why they went in. So that, that's your mm-hmm. argument, right? Yeah. Um, so why then are you having Jedi basically as generals, like on the front lines? Like, because do they just think that the Sith are going to show up on the battlefield everywhere? I mean, there's I only think, two. <laughs> I think because they thought that because as generals, they're sort of like guiding things and they can try to minimize loss of life. <sighs> Maybe, but okay. I think, so, I think what it comes down to is the Jedi haven't fought anything in a thousand years. The last time there was a war, so now they're eager, <laughs> basically. Uh, so they've been at peace for a thousand years. Yeah. Everything's been nice and calm, and eventually you start getting an itching. So, like, and, okay in in the um, in the Clone Wars uh, comic, which is fantastic. I think everyone should read that. Yeah. Um, um, by like the fifth or sixth issue, it's in the first uh, volume collected. Um, at the end of it, uh, Mace Windu goes and he's talking to all of these Jedi who basically dissented from the Jedi Order because okay. they don't want to be involved in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, he's talking to them and one of them is saying that, like, you you expect me to go out and, 
like you were saying, usually it's clones who mm-hmm. are living beings who, uh, you know, are going to die and you expect me to just go along with it. Mm-hmm. Like, e- even if I'm there to like, try to figure out the best way to end, end it quicker or minimize life loss, mm-hmm. you're still saying that I should go along with it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then another Jedi says, you know, like the Republic's corrupt. Like mm-hmm. they've allowed things like slavery, for instance, to exist. Yeah. Um, on like on the outer rims mm-hmm. and, and they've been complacent with, um, with, with evil things, um, to, to fight in a, in a war, like just because some planets want to be separate from them. Mm-hmm. Um, like you shouldn't be fighting to protect that um, that corruption of the Republic. And Mace Windu is basically the only thing he can say to it. He's just like, "Look, the Jedi are there to advise the Republic. Like mm-hmm. we're not there like as the actual part of the government." Yeah. So it's worth it to stay to basically try to get them to uphold their principles. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I think is really weak in that is you're saying that you should uphold, try to uphold these principles, but it, it seems like it's just out of their control. Like yeah. if, if they're just there in a advising role, um, like this war is happening. Yeah. It's their choice to be generals in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that is being. Okay. I don't know how that upholds your principles. <clears throat> All this is really interesting, but I can give you complete context as to this whole thing. George Lucas is liberal. And if you go back and watch the original series, he was specifically addressing this whole idea of people rebelling against this monolithic. And a lot of people took it as like a a thing against communism because Mm -hmm. communism was seen as this evil empire. Mm -hmm. But George Lucas has always been very liberal and progressive in his views. Mm -hmm. And if you go and you watch and you realize that the prequels were released right around the time that the whole war on terrorism was kicking off. Yeah. The Jedi were not supposed to be, ha- have chosen the right path in this story. Yeah. They were opposing this different group and it was not the correct plan, the correct course of action. And it led to their downfall. Yeah. It was, it was, it itself was a metaphor for the war on terror. And if you look at the clone wars too, there's, there's constantly this sort of murky ground and you know, which is the correct way to go. Mm-hmm. So I think that's in the end, there isn't supposed to be the yeah. Jedi are not supposed to be on the right side. Yeah. And so what we're talking about is whether or not we think the Jedi themselves could justify it. Yeah. Okay. So well, let's focus you know? on that. Yeah. Um, is it really wholly consistent with the Jedi code? No, but I think the Jedi had gone astray over the course of a thousand, more than a thousand years, yeah. because if you go back and look at some of the older comics, the Jedi were married. Mm. They had children. Um, in fact, the great Sith war that um, had Ulic Queldroma and a few of the other um, big Jedi in it. Um, one of the main characters, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she had joined in on the war because her husband, who was also a Jedi, I don't think she was a Jedi at the time. Her husband had been killed. And so she went off and joined the order and became a Jedi and ended up like basically leading this big, huge war against the Sith. Um, and so beyond just the fact that she was married, 
and was a Jedi, and he and her husband was a Jedi being married, and that wasn't a problem. Yeah. In addition, she was like in her 30s when she became a Jedi, mm-hmm. which if you look at them saying that Anakin was too old, basically they became in, they had this, these little traditions that ended up becoming codified into what eventually became the Jedi Order at the time that you see them. Yeah. Like, it's a really strict dogma. Yeah. A strict dogma that is not in any way capable of being followed. Yeah. And... And you Which can was see, the whole point of the fall of Anakin. Yeah, but. and you can but and you can watch Anakin trying to figure out how to justify things in episode two. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 it, no attachments means uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly yeah. what that means because I'm not quite sure because I'm really, trying to justify I, it. I really should have focused more on like Anakin's struggle with the war itself because he's got like yeah. no problem with the war itself. He's no, got a he's, problem with just losing Padme. Yeah. If it had been more of a struggle with him, like. I need to end this war like, in the best yeah, way to do Yeah, and that's why I need to be authoritarian. Yeah. That would have made so much more sense with him being Vader. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of things, and, and at some point we should do an episode that is talking about things they could have changed to make, like, little tiny tweaks that could have made things better going across, like, each of the films. Yeah. Um, that would have really improved things, so. Yeah. But yeah, so, like, so this, this strict dogma, um, like, like Anakin says in episode two, like, in a way, a Jedi are encouraged to love because they're supposed to be compassionate. Yeah. Um, how do you kill compassionately? Well, at all, they're killing robots for the most part. Yeah, so but that. okay, but it's not just robots. Yeah. Okay, this war involved even on both sides mm-hmm. life, um, like home worlds, and their people. Mm-hmm. So, like, they would they're involved in the fight and. They lose their lives. Yeah. How can any of that be considered compassion to, to let this happen and to be involved in taking life? I think they would justify it as being compassionate to the galaxy as a whole by trying to end this war by, so, you know, so just, just pure, like, means just by the ends. Or I, ends just by the means. I think way. so. That's the problem is I think the yeah. Jedi had gotten to the it, point where they believed the ends justified the means. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it's, and that reminds me of, there's a, the very last episode of the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. Um, Yoda goes off, like, on a journey to, like, figure out more about the Force. Yeah. And he comes back and he has a conversation with uh, Mace Windu and Obi-Wan. And um, he says, like, in fighting the battles, the bloodshed already lost we have. Yeah. So, so the, like, the, the means of, of them fighting, like mm-hmm. he's saying, we've already lost, like we've lost who we are. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just, I don't think that it is consistent with the code, e- even the dogmatic one. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, and especially cause this war is not any one that the Jedi should have been involved in and the Republic didn't have an army, but there wasn't yeah. really any need for an army. Like if they had just right. let the separatists go. Whereas you look over at, like, their previous wars that they had fought against, the only other wars that you see the Jedi fighting in, in any of the Star Wars universe, is against the Sith themselves, when there's armies of guys with red lightsabers. So they've got this whole... This is the only time that they've decided they're going to go out there and start killing the enemies of the Republic itself. Yeah. Yeah, well, I... 
I just think it's uh it's kind of telling too, like in the in episode one that like Aquagon basically says like I don't care about freeing slaves. Like, yeah. So even like, even, even yeah. like separate from the Clone Wars, like the mm-hmm. Jedi did not seem to be like that compassionate. Yeah. And so they just aren't as virtuous. So it'll be interesting to see um, Luke in the new movies. Um, yeah. Having he just owns a bunch of slaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, if if they address like uh, if he tries to make a more compassionate um, order, because that's his thing. Like Luke's yeah. thing is compassion. You know, Obi Wan and Yoda are telling him to kill his father, and yeah. he's like, "No, I have feelings." He's like, "I'd rather not." Yeah, like yeah. And he does it in a mature way. Like you can have feelings. Yeah. Um, I do think that it's also telling that in. Empire Strikes Back. There's there's two lines that Yoda says that I like to put in the context of the Clone Wars. Um, wars not make one great. Yes. So like yeah, Luke's like I'm looking for a great warrior. He's like wars not make one great. When mm. you when you view that line in the context of like the Clone Wars, yeah. it's like Yoda's like man, I've I've seen some shit. Like yeah. trust me, it doesn't make you a good person to yeah. fight in a war. Like, and then um, the other line of dialogue is, that I, that I find telling at least from Yoda's point of view is he says that the the Jedi use the force for knowledge and defense never attack yeah and now i know someone could say well really they were defending the republic so it's yeah. in defense and it's like no like, yeah it's a, it's an attack exactly um, so it, it's 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 kind of fun to watch um the original trilogy more in the context of like what these clone wars were Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and just how broken that code was. So I think in the end, we just actually, I, I don't know, we, we agree more than we, well, we completely agree. I guess. Yeah, I think <laughs> I mean, so. It, yeah. Um, um, one thing I wanted to point out, um, I don't have the exact numbers. At one point I crunched all the numbers and this is related to Han Solo's assertion that like he's never seen anything that leads him to believe that there's the force yeah. That all this stuff is all hokey religion and stuff like that. Because he's dumb. And no. Uh-huh. Um, no, the justification actually makes a lot of sense because there were approximately a million member worlds of the Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, there were approximately 10,000 Jedi at the time of the Clone Wars yeah. kicking off. That means that there was, mind you, this is completely ignoring the fact that there's probably about. I don't know, let's say a tenth of those were actually like in training mm-hmm. or okay. at least stationed on board, on, on, not on board, at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. That's one Jedi for every hundred planets. Yeah, um, but had Han never heard of the Clone Wars? No, he's heard of the Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars, if you have one Jedi for every hundred planets, there's war, there's battle going on across. Yeah. Hundreds of planets and like maybe one Jedi per planet. If you knew that during world war, world war two. Yeah. You heard like just in passing uh, something that had happened, you know, years ago that there was some guy who in the middle of the war, while everybody's shooting at each other was waving, was running around with a sword. Mm -hmm. And some people said he was like pushing things with his mind. You'd be like, 
I don't believe a word of that. It's a one but, Jedi per hundred worlds. But the Jedi were so close to the government. How do you not know? Then you, what you, what they, what he knows is that they're, he knows the Jedi existed. I'm not saying that he doesn't know the Jedi existed, but he just sees it as hokey religion. Just okay. because they were close yeah. to the, just because they're close to the government doesn't mean they were waving their, their, like, not, I mean, he, he probably even saw a lightsaber, but I'm saying he didn't, he's not seeing these guys using their minds to do things. Yeah. One person, that's, imagine, even if there was one Jedi per one world. Yeah. That's still like an entire one world. wizard yeah. showing up on one entire planet with a population of, yeah. our planet has a population of 8 billion people. Yeah. And like one dude <laughs> shows up in the middle of like Malaysia who can mm-hmm. move things with his mind. Some random guy in like Surrey, England isn't going to be like, oh yeah, I know all about, I know the principles, the Jedi, and I know that what exactly what they can do. It's just seen as an ancient religion. So that's, yeah. So that's my justification, and it makes sense. It does make sense. Don't try to say it doesn't, because it makes perfect okay, sense. Okay, okay. It makes sense, uh-huh. but it doesn't make Han not stupid. Mm, that's false. No. Um, also, one more thing about the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, to, to me, overall, it'd be like if priests decided to lead our armies. Yeah. Because this is supposed to be, like, a religion, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and the and the Republic really is not a theocracy. Yeah, and yet they turned it into a theocracy right? because like, yeah, dumb Jedi. Yeah, I'd be like a bunch of priests start like whipping out their rosary beads and like yeah, killing each other. <laughs> like, but there's some guys with some evil rosary beads, and we need to fight them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to, to trivia. Okay, so score is Mark has 12. Yes. I have 11. Yes. Uh, I don't remember who went first last time. But uh, you did, I think. Yeah, I think you did. Here, I'll just ask you. Or you ask me. I'll ask you. Okay. Yeah, I just said you went first. Um, <laughs> Han shot first. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah. No, Creo did. did. No. Ah! <laughs> All right, so, who sends the Twi'lek dancer Ula to her doom? Jabba Novala. So you're saying Bib Fortuna, because you just quoted Bib Fortuna. Jabba the Hutt. Okay. (laughs) Yes. All right. Who absorbs Count Dooku's force lightning with his lightsaber? Uh, Clearly, that is Obi-Wan. Correct. I don't think so. I didn't think so. Dooku. Who has no love for the Emperor for the Empire, according to Han Solo? Uh Love for the Empire. Lando? He's got no love for the Empire, I can tell you that. Yes. Yeah. How many Star Destroyers did the Millennium Falcon invade during the escape from Tatooine? Stars. Oh gosh, is it two or three? If they show two and the third one comes the other way. Three. Yes. Ha! Alright. Who pilots the Sith Infiltrator? Oh, oh! Darth Maul. Yes. 
got this one right because I thought the name of the ship was the Sil Infiltrator. But yeah. apparently it has a separate name. Yep. And it hurt. All right. Whose last words in yes. The Empire Strikes Back uh -huh. are All the coordinates are set. It's now or never. Oh. All the coordinates are set. Maybe if I repeat it like this, I'll get it. <laughs> Just sort of sound like... Like, like, like I'm thinking about it, yeah. but really I have no idea. But I'm really thinking about it. Uh, no, hold on, I think. Uh, oh, it's going into the mind palace. He's got... Okay, he... Mm, it's never, I like. I want to say it's Lando, because he's probably in Lenny Falcon saying that. Um... Uh, Come on. Okay, I'll just say Lando. Princess Leia. When? When does she say that? She says it when they need to. When they're trying to escape from the Empire. She never says a single line after that point. She just sort of like smiles at Luke awkwardly as he puts his creepy robot hand around her. And she has no other lines after that point. It's when they're fleeing from Bespin. It's like the court is set, it's now or never. I don't remember that. They're like, bunch of chewy. Bad jumps. person. All right. Well, yeah. We knew that. Um, so that's five out of six. Five out of six. So I now have 16. Yes. You have 12. <laughs> so I need to get two wrong. All right? No, thank you. Preferably three. Actually, all of them wrong. That's what I need from you. All right, let's do it. Okay? Why not? All right. How many life forms do Death Star technicians detect aboard the Millennium Falcon during their first scan? No life forms board. <laughs> Who characterizes the death of Darth Tyrannus as a necessary loss? Uh, the Emperor. Well, Palpatine. Uh, it says Darth Sidious. Yeah. So, okay. Who tells Anakin Skywalker that he has brought hope to those who have none? Uh, Shmi. Shmee. Shmee. Shmee, Shmee. What about Shmee? Screw you. Shmee's um, me. That, that was a Star Wars hook crossover reference right there. Wow. Yeah. Actually, on that note, uh, as a kid, there was two scenes that I would rewind over and over again on the VHS tape. Of of Hook? Of No, uh, of just, just in general. Okay. Like the yeah, two, okay. two of my favorite scenes as a kid. Yeah. And one was... Uh, the beginning of Return of the Jedi, where Luke takes out Jabba's barge. Yeah. That whole fight scene. Yeah. I, re I rewind that over and over again. And then the other one was the end of Hook, where they're all fighting, and all the kids come out. And yeah. They, and, they, and they're in their armor. Yeah, and they, awesome. and, and they, yeah, and they all fight Hook on the boat and everything. See, I liked, I liked rewatch for Hook, I liked rewatching the Boo Box. I don't remember what that, what's the Boo Box? It was box? The, bo the box full of scorpions that they threw Glenn Close into. Gosh, Glenn Close was like disguised as a dude. We threw it in the I, box. I only watched that one scene over and over again. I, I, apparently, I didn't see the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the food fight. The big food fight. Food fight. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways. So, back on the trivia. Let's do a hook podcast. Let's do it. All about hook. Yeah. And how great it It'll is. It'll be called Bang Rang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. What cannot be found in the computer of Princess Leia's counselorship, much to Lord Vader's dismay? the um, Death Star plans are not the main computer. This is the stupidest card ever. Um, which astromech droid has its dome severed 
by frenetic frenetic is that yeah. It? yeah okay that's it i don't know my vocabulary okay which ashmic droid ha- has its dome severed by frenetic buzz droids oh good luck getting this right it was i like this card it, again it was obi-wan's droid yeah what was it um it was his name was r4 but I don't. I, he's, he he specifically refers to it as R four. Is that your answer? Yeah. R four P one seven. Yeah, but he, in the in the film they never refer to him. We go by the only. cards. We go by the cards. I know. It says R four P one seven because the cards can ask details that aren't in the movies. I know. They can say what's this creature called, and you'd have to know it, even though it was never referred to in the movies. I know, but refer to a bunch of like numbers. And everything when in the, in the film they Picard. specifically only ever call it R four. I will give you half a point. Okay, wait, no, Liz, listeners, we're gonna have to do a poll. All right, on the Facebook page, and you decide whether or not I got this question right. Okay, all right. You better say you got it wrong. No, these are trivia cards. You Listen, have to get the answer. I'm the fan favorite. <laughs> Who cares? Like, all right. Now, now I'm going to be because they realize how childish you're being. You would have to know details in the movies that aren't quoted in the movies. Mm-hmm. If the movie, this isn't Star Wars quote trivia. This is Star Wars trivia. All of all, all right. of Star Wars. I, I'm going to give you zero leeway <laughs> in the future <laughs> if that's how you want to play it. All right, let's go. I'm no. I'm being, I'm going to be generous though. I'm giving you half a point. All right. Okay. But half a point okay. if the viewers vote for you. A full point if they. If they vote for me, that's so dumb. <laughs> you can't just no. All right, listen. If they vote for me, then you get nothing. Okay, fine. I'll take that. Okay. Okay. Yes. So for now, I'm giving you half a point. If we don't get enough votes to, to well, let's make give a, me no. We will give me no. We'll give me no points right now. Okay, no points. If they vote, all right. Then all right. Okay, let's do it. Next question. Haha, <laughs> you got that wrong. Okay, so <laughs> I have good sportsmanship. <laughs> Such a good sport. Which pilot has the call sign Gold Leader during the Battle of Endor? The Battle of Endor Gold Leader is... Hmm. I'm sorry, it's not... Hmm. It's not... Um, You've lost. I'll give you half um, Gold Leader is Lando. Is that a question or is that your answer? That's my answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you got, what, five out of six then? Five out of six. Currently, it may be six out of six. It's like Schrodinger's trivia. Yeah. Trivia card. Yeah. Do you have six or do you not have six? Simultaneous. I am simultaneously tied. Yeah. And ahead. Uh, no, you're, you're still ahead, Because oh, yeah. you had five, so you're at, you're at 17 at least. Yeah. I'm at 16, so you could be at 18. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I will overtake right. you someday. All right, and that is the end of trivia. The trivia. All right, so let's go on to the Snoke theory. So, Gabe, you've told us before who Snoke is. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I came to those previous conclusions. Yeah. Um, I after after really sitting down and looking at it after some meditation. Um, focusing on the force, focusing on the force. Um, I've got, I've got the real answer. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. Yeah. Snoke is an old George Lucas. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. All right. So 
Already. So Snowcat is goiter drained? Yes. Okay. Yes. It'll be an integral part of episode nine. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, they've already established that they don't care about George Lucas or like him. Yeah. And they even do that with the first line in Force Awakens. This will begin to make things right. Yeah. This will begin to make things right. Yeah. They're saying that as like the new trilogy is going to make things right because of what the prequels did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... They've already shown a disdain for George Lucas, I think, and they've and they've also said that they're going to make these Star Wars films different mm-hmm. than than the previous ones. Yeah, um, they've talked about like the director Ryan Johnson and how he's he's really doing things with, like the Force and stuff that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's because they're going to break the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he will be Snoke is George Lucas. Okay, he is the big bad. All right? He's the one messing with all of their lives with these special editions over and over again, changing who they are, deciding halfway through, no, he actually meant this. And then they're going to overtake him finally and make Star Wars what it's supposed to be. So is Rey then the reincarnation of George Lucas's first wife? (laughs) <laughs> who was the one who had, like, fixed all of the terrible ideas that he had in the original trilogy. You know, this is making a lot of sense. That would make actually a lot of sense, yeah. yeah. So, Snoke is what happens when you let the corruption and yeah. the dark side, you know, influence Kylo Ren, you know, yeah. or Ben Solo as he, yeah. his previous self. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's what happens when George Lucas meddles. Mm-hmm. With things and make stuff up in interviews, like "Oh no, really? I meant this the whole time." I meant there'd actually that's, be twelve films. Yeah, like that's he's using he's using the dark side, deception. He's trying yeah. to mind trick you. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a overcoming of that, and finally, the Force will be at balance when they destroy George Lucas once and for all. Yes, we're gonna put him in the ground where he belongs. Well, I mean, we, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's, but not like in real life. I mean, like, no. like it breaks the fourth wall, but not like literally, you yeah. know, like that's what, you, like in like, episode nine, they like drag George Lucas into they, the studio they, and they filmed them sh- like shooting him and put that snuff, in the film. Because of snuff film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it becomes oh, wow. <laughs> wildly searched for on the internet. You can't find it anywhere. No, it'd be <laughs> everywhere. You'd be like, wow, Disney can really get away with anything they want. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're right. And then, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Clearly, my theory is solid. All right. All right. So that has been the fourth episode of Voice of the Rebellion. Yes, we're now into original trilogy territory. Oh, thank God. This uh, was this here was our new a new hope of the yes film. yes I I think there is a new hope with us. Yeah. Um, Actually, I've got a question about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So film viewing order. Yes. Um, you've heard of the machete order, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, for the for the listeners who don't understand machete order, mm-hmm. machete order is the order you watch the films in is four, five, two, three, six. Because two and three are meant as a flashback. Yeah. So you go, no, I'm your father. And then suddenly it does a flashback and shows the development of Anakin. You don't need mm-hmm. episode one because it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And then you watch as he falls. And then the surprise with Leia being Luke's sister is revealed at the end of episode three. That gives you another twist, mm-hmm. and then it jumps ahead to episode six, where you resolve everything. Yeah. Question, yes. where does Rogue One fit in? When do you watch Rogue One? I think you start with Rogue One. You start, no. Yes, because, no, 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 because it completely changes how you watch A New Hope. Yeah. 
Okay, so I you know. need that context. I know, but okay. Imagine you are somebody who has never seen okay. any Star Wars before ever. Yes, you don't know what space wizards are. Okay, okay. And then they're like, "Oh, here's a movie. Open on some guy like kidnapping a dude and the little girl watching her mom get murdered, and you yeah. don't know what's going on." And well, suddenly, Forrest Whitaker is showing up, and he's like doing well, a really just, weird accent. You're just starting. Well, that's just talking about the characters in general. I know you but already like, you get a sense from that that there's an empire, there's a rebellion. You actually see the politics of both sides. Yeah, it's but not. I, I, I and, and like, these are original characters. They start with fresh, so it's not like you need to know anything about them previously. Yeah, I just feel like you do need you rogue one is good at like establishing where you've got um where new hope is coming from yeah. and changing some of the canon but i feel like you need to have watched a new hope initially okay to yeah, then go back and appreciate i do it. see that because it's like you wouldn't watch like a movie where all the characters die in the end and then you, what motivation do you have to watch the next movie yeah like because it is very, it is a standalone film yeah so everybody dies, and then immediately cuts to Luke, like, kicking his feet. Yeah. Being like, oh, I want to go to Tommy's station. Burr. Everything's unfair. Everything sucks. And you're like, dude, a whole bunch of people I really, really yeah. like were just murdered. Why are you being like right. this? Right. You shouldn't watch Rogue One at all, because that means you don't like Luke Skywalker. And he's the greatest character ever made, so. Watch Rogue One so much. Watch it over and over again. No. Okay. So, you, okay. So, where, okay. so how do you place it then? Ugh. Because I think that it is good for establishing the context, but I don't think you you should watch it for the very. This is talking about the very for the very first time. I think that yeah, sure. If you're where if do you put it though? I think you watch it after you're done with the Machete Order. All of it, yeah. Yeah, basically, it's like yeah. oh, now now go back and watch. Because I, I think basically it's you the, can't it do exists. it after episode three because if episodes two and three are meant as a flashback, you can't just have a flashback and then some so interjected you, story randomly exactly. and then. So I think it falls outside the Machete Order. Mm. Yeah, I just really like the lead into A New Hope. No, it's good, but I think for the very—I'm talking about like the very first time anybody watches it. I think that like me or you watching Machete Order absolutely throw Rogue One in there beforehand. Okay. But for the first time, for the, for the for somebody watching for the very yeah. first time, and apparently the, these people exist. Apparently, there are people out there people who are... don't realize that Darth Vader is Luke's father. I'm like, yeah. how do you, how is that not yeah. gotten through your? To me, when someone says I've never seen Star Wars, it's like, did you? Did you ever exist? Yeah. I mean, did you have a childhood? How could you not yeah. care about the biggest phenomenon in the world? Yeah. Like, You're like who's the main character? And like, Ooh. yeah. Uh, yes. Lork, Lork, Skur, Skurwark, Lork, Skillawag. Yeah. And you're like, you're you're dead to me. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. Okay. None of those so. people are our listeners. Yes. Of so course. we can safely say, yeah, if, if you have somehow gotten <laughs> an episode four of this podcast yeah. and you've and never you seen Star seen Wars, Star film, Wars, like. Stop listening to us. I don't, I don't want you to listen to us. You're like, okay? Space wizards? Yeah. Space wizards. Really? Either either you've been so convinced to watch it because we've been talking so grandly about it, or you're dumb. Yeah. And, well, you're a dumb, but not seen it anyways. So, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to, if you're listening Nerd to this. shaming. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Star Wars, I don't want to meet you. Okay? Ever. Even Ever. after you watch it. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead to us. Yeah. Now, my, my wife has not really seen them. They've been on sometimes, and she hasn't paid attention. So I hope she never listens to this podcast, because I basically told her to go to hell. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, honey, if you're listening, I love you still. Um, it's okay that you haven't seen Star Wars, but, <laughs> but really, why haven't you watched Star Wars yet? Yeah. Come on. Why are you my wife? Come on. No, really, I love no, you. No, I'm going okay. I'm to I'm tell you so that. Nope. No, no, no. And well, that will never get to the end of this podcast. All right. All right. Have a good night, na- uh, good night, good, good day, good. have a good life, and yeah. we will see you next week. Yeah. You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy the podcast, not join them. You would bring balance to our listeners, not leave them in darkness.